This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me to catch up on events at Villa and preview the Spurs game, Mr. Chris Budd. How are you? Hello, how are you? Not too bad. I had a little break. Well, one night's break to Bakewell. Do you know where Bakewell is? Oh, I do know where Bakewell is. I like a bit of Bakewell tart. Bakewell tart. Well, the reason I mention it... And up by Chatsworth and all that. It's nice around there. I had a uh, croissant meets Bakewell tart fusion, and I, uh, and that's the reason I mention it because it was outstanding, really, really tasty. So croissant with cherry Bakewell filling, great fusion combo. When I used to go to Berlin a lot for the uh, film festival every year, I always used to see in the railway food kiosks the German version of the croissant, where they basically stuffed a frankfurter up the middle of a croissant, which really is a bit distasteful because it was very kind of symbolic of what happened in the second world war (laughs) rather than going for any flavor enhancement before we go on a shout out to our sponsors of the show nordvpn if you want to make sure that your online privacy whether you're streaming or browsing is protected and have that flexibility to change your IP address so you appear in different countries. Maybe that will give you access to different TV opportunities to subscribe to. Let's say it gives you a bit of flexibility, what you can subscribe to. And also, you know, the reason you're doing that is obviously to save money. And you can save money by My Old Man Said's offer, which gives you around about 60% off. So big savings on a normal package with the uh, NordVPN and plus you get four months free as well all for the price of a coffee a month you do get 30 day money back guarantee so you can test it out and make sure it works for what you want to use it for please do go to www 
nordvpn.com slash moms. Thank you very much. Right, uh, first off, uh, before we get into this, rumours are that uh, Villa are interested in uh, the ex-Philadelphia 76ers president, Chris Heck, to join in, this is more of a commercial uh, appointment. I mean, a lot of 76ers don't even, fans don't even know who he is. He's, you know, he's basically just a uh, commercial guy. I mean, they had a real bad run for, I don't know, three or four years. They were terrible. And he's kind of been behind the scenes in terms of building brand awareness and getting him up to speed. But still, they don't, I mean, they don't really have any global appeal, do they? No, but the problem is here, you know, you see all these people, let's say the Wikipedia journalists who uh, don't know who the hell he was before, and now they're doing all these hype things and hype mentions, and oh, yes, he's going to be great for Villa commercially. Oh, this, you know, this is going to build our awareness. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is all about upsell, isn't it? What did Heck do for the 76ers? Well, he increased the season tickets by a, a huge amount year on year. <laughs> So yeah, it was, it was the last season. Last season was fourteen percent. Fourteen percent. It was about the same before that. Yeah, I mean they do have a very they have a very healthy waiting list though, which of course, which of course, which as we which as we know is the metric that counts. They have to be fair. They've they've gone from being twenty fourth in the league for that to kind of you know being I think it's in the top sort of eight sides for like sellouts. They've had a huge run of sellout games. So in terms of putting bums on seats, they've done that job. I think it's 16,000 is their waiting list. It's pretty much what Villa are doing. I mean, this is, uh, it's just Nicola Ibbotson, isn't it? This is like Scooby-Doo, like pull off a mask and Chris Hex uh, underneath it. <laughs> I would have got away with this as well if it wasn't for you pesky My Old Man Said podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a commercial appointment. It's not one of these ones that you're going to be buzzing about on the field, I don't think. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's global awareness and all that sort of stuff, which yeah. if he does his job great, as long as it doesn't affect... You know the the match going fast, and it's the in- increasing Americanization of the Premier League, which is really how to make more money out of people. So I think for the people who don't go match in match out, it's no real big deal. But for those who do, it be aware because uh, I mean, you know, the last fan consultation meeting for fan advisory board, you know, they were saying we have fifteen to sixteen ideas on how to get supporters at Villa Park early to spend more. So there's this rush to the upsell. And American sport, you know, when I was over at the States in the last year, I went to a few games and A, you can't believe the price of the tickets. B, you can't believe the price of a pint there and food and merch. And this is what the Premier League looks to now. And they think, wow, if we can get away with it, they get away with it. And the mm. way it becomes more of a tourist thing to do. Like if you're in LA, you want to go and see the Lakers. If you're in New York, you want to go and see the Knicks. You've got to go to the Knicks or the Yankees. You've got these huge global brands, aren't they? Yeah, they're things to do as a tourist as opposed to, you know, being an actual fan of a particular team. So this is one thing I think that it's already in, you know, like West Ham have been advertising themselves in the evening standard for for years now as come and see a Premier League game because, you know, it was one of the only ones you could get into because Spurs, Arsenal, waiting lists etc so this is where we're potentially going here these are the ideas that he would uh, bring and and also that i mean there was a bit of resentment in philly uh, because he was philadelphia is known as like you know it's the blue collar town it's the working class town it's it's kind of a liverpool how they view themselves and there was this birmingham probably in in america yeah exactly and there's this resentment that chris heck was like taking it away from there and that is one of the problems that's really on the horizon here with uh, aston villa is the traditional working class industrial revolution roots in terms of the city and uh, we're now trying to be uh big glossy brand for an international market and it's the supporters and the season ticket holders that go match in match out that 
are going to uh, feel the wrath of this transition and they need to bond together to do something about it. But we'll talk about this in the main show anyway. Yeah, we'll try um, and keep an open mind for now. We'll see what we, uh, see how things transpire. Yeah, but I'm just saying don't take this lazy thing that these appointments are all like, oh yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, there's always consequences. And when it comes to commercial... Someone's got to pay for it. Somebody's paying for this. Right. We like to catch up on things uh, since the last show with a Villa Minute. Let's do it. Villa's Euro charge came to a major halt as the dogheads gnawed Emery's lines at Molyneux. After the Old Trafford defeat the week before, it was viewed as a game Villa really couldn't afford to lose to stay in the Europa race. They were a goal down within the first 10 minutes after sloppy defending from a corner allowed Toti to head impressively past Martinez. For all of Villa's possession, they provided little threat to a resolute Wolves backline. Barra Buendia snapshot and Mings and Watkins missing big chances, it was a largely frustrating afternoon in the black country rain. One nil it finished. In the race for Europe, another Liverpool win made them favourites for fifth. Spurs limped over the line v Palace, while Brighton surprisingly threw Villa a glimmer of Europa. Conference hope, losing 5-1 against lowly Everton. Meanwhile, the female David Platt, Rachel Daly, stepped closer Whee! to the WSL Golden Boot, bagging another hat-trick to make it 20 goals in the season as the ladies battered Reading 5-0. Unai Emery was awarded the Manager of the Month award for April for Villa's five wins in seven games. It's now make-or-break time for Emery & Co. as sixth-place Spurs arrive in B6, looking for a first league double over them since 95-96. Villa simply have to win the game to keep any aspirations of European football alive. Yeah, it's a tough order. It's a big one. Spurs have been, I mean, they've had a bit of a nasty uh, fixture list. Uh, considering all their hoo-ha and managerial turnovers, uh, they had to play Newcastle, Manchester United and Liverpool in quick succession. And they got tonked, well, in the early stages of two of those games in a bad way. I mean, this is what Villa really need to do. I mean, ideal situation here, out the traps, like against Brentford and Newcastle, win this game 3-0. We flip them in the league and you've got half a chance. Yeah. Because the goal difference situation, I mean, the Wolves game, if we got a point against Wolves or Manchester United, that would have, uh, you can't sustain what we were doing and the way we were kind of winning games. But if we just got a point in one of those two games, in terms of this, how we stack up against Spurs, it would have been a massive advantage. Because if you beat them, it didn't really matter about goal difference you would go a point above them and then you just got to match their games because I'd be surprised if we can out goal difference their last two games with the two games we've got. They've got Brentford yeah. Leeds, we've got Liverpool, Brighton. I don't think we're racking up cricket scores against any of those. Uh, if we win this game, let's say 1-0, and then it's all on goal difference. We would have to better their results in the last two games. And, yeah, and of course, we're nowhere near Brighton's, are we? Even with them losing 5-1 to Everton. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just talking about Spurs. That's how it matches up. Mm-hmm. Because if you win it 1-2-0, or you level on points, and you're going to have to better their results. And if they win both of their games, then I can't see there being a swing of goal difference uh, no. to get us in a better spot. I mean, you'd be playing Brighton last game. A cricket run chase will not work in this scenario. But so it's going to be tough. But I think at this stage, you just you just got to beat them. And I, I think Europe at the moment is unrealistic because we're going to have to uh, minimum seven points and look at the games and look what we've been doing and how we've been playing. We've done an you know incredible 10-game unbeaten run with eight wins. But as we've discussed before, uh, only Newcastle was like super convincing. You could probably say Chelsea away, but that game could have been difficult if Chelsea had taken early chances. Bournemouth, 
again, you know, we basically were clinical with our chances. It's not as if we uh, destroyed them, even yeah, though the scoreline looks good. Forest and Fulham at Villa Park, Palace at Villa yeah. Park. They were, they were, you know, we got over the line in these games, but, and getting over the line in this game would be big. But you need a little bit more than that. Now we we are relying on you know snookers, as I've been saying the last couple of shows. It's it's kind of out of our hands a little bit now. We just have to look after ourselves and hope that one of Spurs or Brighton, you know, drop points. Which I mean, they're, 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 they are they are as they've shown. Brighton have got a big big ask. Yeah. But they've got a winnable game against Southampton. Yeah. Now you look at Villa's remaining fixtures and you know, you wouldn't be surprised if they just if they picked up two points, two draws out of those three games. That's very realistic. So it's a real big task here to to sit here going, oh yeah, we you know, if we get two wins and a draw, you know, we 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 got a chance. And it's like, well, we'll take the games one game at a t- time. And to beat Spurs is never easy when you're wearing a claret and blue shirt, as recent as recent history suggests. Oh, home rate was it? We've lost ten of the last twelve at Villa Park since January '08. Yeah, it's staggeringly bad. It's as bad as our record against Man City. We've got a big hoodoo to lift here. This is uh, one of the worst teams in recent history. Uh, our record's terrible against. And especially when you factor in Emery just getting the Manager of the Month award, you've got two hoodoos to, to lift. Yeah. Hopefully the hoodoos being you know, the United and, uh, and Wolves ones. But As long as we don't wear our away shirt at home, well, that's at least one hoodoo we can skip <laughs> since we've never won it. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, team news. Good news. More bullish. Before it was more like, oh yeah, three of the the missing four are back in the the squad, but no real indications of how match ready they were. But this time, Emery's a bit more forthcoming. Now Matty Cash is back properly as well, suggesting they're all ready to play, although admitting uh, 90 minutes would probably be out of the question, understandably, because these these aren't like one or two weeks layoffs. These are like uh, proper... They're going to take games to get back in it. And at least Kamara got a, a cameo. Bailey, probably better. 45 minutes in his legs would have been uh, useful. And obviously Carlos had a, had a brief. And Carlos as well. So this is... I don't know if any of those will make it into the first 11 though what do you think it depends how they've trained this week and obviously how you know how tactically i think the fact that the the team that have been playing a lot of games have had a, a relatively good break since the last game now yeah 
And the fact, obviously, because we played Wolves, not that you factor in huge travel in the Premier League, but the fact that you could have literally come straight back from Wolves on the Saturday and got them in ice baths and had them recovered and probably had a few days off. They should be about as fresh as they can be at this time of year. So it might be that he feels that, well, I'll give the same team a chance to go and do a better job of it. I would personally switch things up. I don't think you can play Traore in this game. No, I think Dendonka comes back in. If Kamara's not ready, Dendonka comes yeah. back in. McGinn goes out instead of uh, Traore. Yeah, I, 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 you wouldn't trust... Coutinho, even if he was match fit to play anyway. The one for me, maybe, is if he's if he's fit and healthy, Matty Cash in for Young, perhaps. And then you, might, you could even move Young further forward, play him on the wing and keep McGinn in field. That would be my change. The others, I don't... It, I just think with some of the players Tottenham have, it's a difficult ask for someone like Kamara, who's been brilliant at times, but to come straight in, in a game where you need intensity and you, you know you're under pressure to get a result, it's, it's a difficult one. I saw a few people talking about, you know, throwing Diego Carlos in kind of just for the sake of it, really, after a couple of good passes at Molyneux. Yeah. In reality, you probably aren't going to see much of him towards the end of the season unless there's, there are dead rubber games. Yeah, in reality, uh, Carlos was always going to get games uh, once the Villa European run was literally over. But while we've got something to play for, you've got to play your best team. If we don't beat Spurs, then in the next couple of games, you will see uh, different players getting in. You'll mm-hmm. see Carlos starting. Um, there'll be changes. Yep. And of course, most importantly, Jed Steer's still out, which, you know, at this time of year, you need Jed Steer in the squad. He'd probably be kicking himself, actually, because he's really had an opportunity knock situation to cement himself as uh, the Villa number two. But uh, unfortunately, that's uh, the injury badly timed. Or with, you know, because of the injury and where he was, you look at where Luton are now without him. You know, he could have been in a real promotion charge with that team. Yeah. Obviously, like you know, De Camber's done very well. There. I mean, in terms of Spurs' away form, uh, they were reasonably good at the start of the season. I mean, you know, they were in Champions League and it, things have got, I was going to say surprisingly, but unsurprisingly, Spursy, and they've uh, dropped down from where they probably yeah. envisaged themselves finishing, bearing in mind a lot of teams that are underperforming, like your Liverpools, your, your Chelsea's. So they'll be kicking themselves. And I think as Leicester, I thought it was it Leicester fans singing to them? Uh, I saw a video of them uh, when Leicester played Spurs. Who, who came third in a two-horse race. Yeah, who came third <laughs> in a two-horse race, which kind of sums up. They don't mess up when they play Villa in uh, recent history. They normally run no, no, us through. Place. Eighth best away record across the whole of the season, but recently, I mean, they've lost uh, four of the last six, drawn the other two. And in the year 2023, the current calendar year, Spurs are now 13th best away record two wins out of nine games five losses but they have had tougher games uh, I mean away to Newcastle and they were at Anfield as well for Liverpool but the way they capitulated in the early stages of those games is uh, is kind they of surprising they just, yeah they just didn't get going for whatever reason but then the way they came back the way they came back at Anfield you kind of go there's, there's clear, they've clearly got you know as we've said before they've got firepower they've, they've got the players there who can do it I mean they're known uh, for digging themselves out of holes I mean, that is one of their strengths is coming back from uh, losing positions. I mean, the well, Bournemouth game. United as well. Yeah. And the weird thing, one of their weaknesses is protecting Leeds, who still uh, do go down, do lose the first goal. It's not like the Wolves game where you felt if Wolves scored first, they would dig the in and it would be a very long, long day. In the Spurs game, I think it's if, if Spurs go ahead, Spurs aren't a team that can lock lock the game down. Defensively, they're not astute, especially when you know Conte's left. 
So that's not a problem. But I, I kind of like, if there is the option of flipping as rounds and shooting to the halt first, I would go for it. Just go for the throat. I'd get the, get the crowd involved as well. Then. They'll get flashbacks of what happened against Newcastle and Liverpool, and it's worth going for the jugular early doors. Go out swinging, I think. High risk, high gain, isn't it? It's one of those games. Because against Newcastle, we played with a bit more freedom. And uh, I mean, I think Newcastle were a bit too open uh, yes. in terms of... No, I think they were. They had a belief in their own ability to take us out, and I think they were shocked in the first fifteen minutes. This was like, oh shit, they're actually better than we thought they were. What we were. So it'd be yeah. interesting to see if Spurs have done their homework or if they'll trust in their own uh, potential firepower, which they're entitled to do so because Spurs aren't chumps when it comes to playing Villa. Nope, and you, you know, Son got an amazing record at Villa Park, annoyingly so. You know, Kane is always going to cause you problems. Well, in terms of the threat meeting, away from home, they've they've uh, they've converted, haven't they? Since Ryan Mason's come in, he switched it back. He's well, he switched it to three at the back with the, obviously the wing wing backs, which I think that was straight after. I mean, Newcastle they played a flat back four and that got absolutely roasted. So uh, he was probably thinking, uh, was it a good idea when uh, Liverpool were like three nil up, three nil up after like fifteen or so twenty minutes? But he's persevered with that, and even at home they played with that. So they're kind of playing three, four, three, or you know, it depends where you want to include those wing backs in the uh, the, the setup. Richarlison, Kane, and Son as a front three. You've got to say uh, it's tricky, isn't it? And Kulusevski, very good player. You know, and you've got Skip and Holberg who play in the middle of the park. Perisic out on the left. These are good players. Yeah. You know, man for man, you'd say on paper are they better than us? Probably they should be, but. You know, apparently you know, they were dreadful against Palace. They kind of limped over the line in that one. So you, just, you never quite know what, what version of them are going to turn up. I think a lot of it is what's behind the scenes. It's like, are they in a position where Kane and Son or, you know, they want out and they've declared that and the players know that. So they're kind of going through the motions knowing that they're actually not going to be there next season. So they're not really bothered where they uh, finish in terms of the European picture. I think Villa have a lot more unity and a lot more clarity. We've for- yeah, we've got forward momentum. I don't think Tottenham do because I think for, for sides like that, if you're not in the top four, anything beneath that is kind of nowhere anyway for them, whereas we're trying to chase something we haven't you know, achieved in a long time. I mean, time. these players kind of have a clear view of where they want to be next season and they're, yeah. they're all in, hopefully. And even like a tactical plan that's been pretty you know, robustly stress-tested as well. Yeah, one manager. These guys have the flip managers and... When you're playing for a caretaker, it, it depends on their personality and if you're really buying into it. But the bigger picture is they know that he's not going to be the guy next season. They also, not some of these players, you know, especially like the your talisman Kane, doesn't know if he's uh, going to be there and does he want to be there because he's he feeling a bit like a hamster in the wheel at the moment in terms of uh, where Tottenham are going because Conte was a serial winner and they were supposed to win something under Conte. That was his remit and what normally happens under him. And of course, it hasn't happened for Spurs. And now some of their players will be thinking, well, will it ever yeah, if he can't if he can't get us over the line, who's gonna? And and of course your confidence just wavers then. You know, obviously they've lost their, their captain in Larice. They've obviously had Fraser Forster playing in goal the last last couple of games. Um, I mean some would probably argue that that's an improvement because Larice hasn't been great. But it'd be, you know, it's I, I, it's hard to say, isn't it, if it's a good good time or a bad time to play them. Uh, I think it's a pretty good time. <laughs> but you've got to forget we've just had two 
tricky games away from home that we knew were tricky from at the start of the season, you know, regardless of what kind of Villa team is uh, going into them. We looked at that end of season and, you know, we were saying at the start of the season, if we really need something, it's going to be tricky because that is a, it's a tough, tough running. I mean, we, we were looking at that on the sort of the relegation footing, weren't we? That fucking, oh, you need to get your heavy lifting done of a, of a relegation yeah. battle out of the way. And now, of course, it's a very different landscape, but to achieve something, the, the running of games we've had is would you know would be difficult. You know we've lost the last two uh, away games and they were our last two games. But what you've got to uh, remember is we've won our last five home games, so we are solid, and that is where our uh, momentum is is at Villa Park. So this is interesting because you've got a Spurs team that's had some nightmares away from home, and you've got a Villa team that the crowd have got into it more as well. Hopefully that yeah. that remains. There's enough at stake here, I think, to keep the crowd. Oh, big time. I, think, the start. I think everyone everyone views this one as a big game. You just hope that the bubble doesn't get burst. Yeah, it's it's just unfortunate. If it, if we had beaten Wolves, this would have been a gigantic game because it's literally winner takes all in terms of if we'd have beaten Spurs after having an extra three points in the bag against the Wolves, that would have pretty much given you pole position for at least one of those two European spaces, you know, whatever Europa version uh, you'd have ended up. But still, there's enough in it to have the crowds. You know, it's a, like a last stand kind of thing. Yeah, it still feels like that a little bit, but it's more a case of, well, this is the sort of the last chance saloon now. If you if you fuck this one up, it's it's done then, isn't it? Right, so with that said, uh, Mom's pool panel result, what are you going for? Home win. I'm going for home win on this one. I'm going for a draw. I, th- I think we, we may not win again for the rest of the season. I don't want to put the kibosh on it, but I think we've just lost. I think if we got a point, just that in one of the last two games, it just sets it up in terms of mentally in the player's mind that this is still possible but I think it's a tall order we're playing three teams that need results and they're at the top end of the table so I think it's the hope that kills us and that we are literally propped up by hope at the moment so I'm I'm just thinking I think Spurs have got a lot of firepower and I think there's a realisation after being tonked uh, early doors by both Newcastle and uh, Liverpool that they're no strangers to it now It's, it's not as if we don't have the element of surprise so that Kind of, it's a bit like when we played Wolves after they'd got obliterated by Brighton. They'd spent a whole week refocusing their defence, and it showed because you know, and it was just like shit. If we only got, if we played them last week, we would we could have taken the pants down. But now they're waiting. You know, they they know their weaknesses, and I think this is a little bit on the Spurs side. They'd be working on strengthening themselves up, and they've made a bit of progress against you know Manchester United. They kind of came back. They've got the firepower to get themselves out of holes, and that's what kind of concerns me here. But uh, it would be a big statement, I think, to win this, and you'll know that that five game consecutive winning home run. Is is not a flash in the pan. So agreed. But I, I got a feeling that this season's going to peter out now, and this is based on historical Villa seasons. By the way, it's not just being uh, <laughs> negative. Yeah. It's not being negative. It, it is based in fact. <laughs> anyway, we shall see. Because I went all in on the win against Wolves, and uh, look where that got me. Ridiculed, I was in the town square. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both were. We. We felt Villa could win at Wolves, but I, I just didn't believe we would. I thought the draw was likely. This one, yeah. It's, I, I don't think we'll lose the game, but n- no, not losing isn't enough. You know, you need to. It's will we do enough in this game, and that's, that's oh, you've where said you, we're going to win it. So uh, yeah, and the Buddhisms, the Buddhism followers will uh, be clutching onto that hope. Right, uh, it's going to be a sunny day, I think, at Villa Park, isn't it? It looks that way. Yeah, get your shorts out. Bud's shorts might be coming out. Thank you very much for listening. Please do follow the show on uh, at my old man said across different social media, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, 
Also, do share it on Twitter or Facebook when you see uh, the social media posts for the show. And don't forget also, if you want to support the show, get extra shows and get ad-free versions of all the shows, plus get membership of Match Club. Please do consider becoming a My Old Man Said member. You can go to myoldmansaid.com and click on the membership link there for more details. Right, let's beat these spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.